ladies and gentlemen, it's five o'clock and it is time for the Humor in Mistakes podcast. I'm here this week with Joshua Rousey, Hello, rapper, sir. comedian, and entrepreneur extraordinaire. I like that. Thank you. You like you like I those do like that. Can you hear me? I can hear you so well. Okay, I just want to make sure I can't. Oh, oh no, Hold you're on. good, man. Beautiful. Adjust your headset. Yes, sir. Over the uh, kid and play. That you, you feel <laughs> me, man? It's always weird putting on headphones with this with this haircut on. Really? So, so do you know a lot about the podcast? Are you are you a avid listener? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I am very close friends with the creator um, and the distributor, the man that that makes it happen, uh, Mr. McNeil. Uh, outside of that, <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm so glad that I came early and learned so much about this. But I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready to be here. So, give the people your elevator pitch. Like, who are you, man? That's a complicated question sometimes. But my name is Josh Rousey. They call me Rowdy in the Triangle. Uh, I am at first uh, a hip hop artist, uh, uh, a comedian, an actor. Uh, I would also say an entrepreneur. But in a role that I'm really starting to play in is is the role of an educator or a hip hop educator more than anything. What, um, what is a hip-hop educator man i'm utilizing the culture of hip-hop to really teach students to teach kids to teach really anyone I'm, i i just got done lecturing at unc last week um, um but utilizing the hip-hop culture and influencing that into how i speak how i talk and what i talk about so you're so you're trying to prevent more migos well, look, what? <laughs> the, the, yes and no i want to i want to if the next migos live in North Carolina, I want to make sure that they're as authentic as possible. Okay. Um, I think that the biggest thing is, like, the Migos, they are very authentic. They are very them. They're, they're them. They're them. <laughs> um, but but now, because they are so much them, people want to copy th- what made the, the Migos the Migos. Um, I would rather you find uh, what makes you the individual, what makes you the star body that you are, uh, in order to, to take your either your music, your comedy, your whatever – uh, whatever your your passion your craft is to that next level so so you're an artist how how was that process for you like man it was i mean and i'm just making some of these breakthroughs really uh like recently uh it was hard um because you don't really have too much of a, especially in north carolina you don't have too much of a, a, a outline of what to do as far as making yourself like an artist and i realized like my art um you know goes past that of hip-hop like it goes into the realm of comedy uh it also goes into the realm of education and entertainment edutainment uh so like really trying to understand like um how to make my own lane and kind of finding my truest self has really just been a journey through me like um whether it be through different jobs, whether it be interacting with different sort of shows, not just hip hop shows, uh, with different sort of people, uh, different administrators and what, and whatnot to really truly understand kind of like who I am, what I bring to the table wherever I go, uh, and kind of what I can do, uh, to help elevate any sort of moment or, you know, show or really just any sort of entity. Okay. So, so you, you mentioned a journey. So let's talk about this journey a bit. Yeah. Man. Um, when did you first start rapping? Like when did, when did Jay Rowdy pick up a microphone? Jay Rowdy picked up a microphone with no nine to five music in 2011. Really? My junior year in college. Like I'll never forget that. Uh, it started with my man Julian Jay Swiss. Like that, like he's OG, uh, you know, MC in at UNC during the time. 
Uh, and now he's definitely an established artist, not more than established, a thriving artist in the New York area that's really doing his thing. Uh, we started the collective No 9 to 5 Music uh, with a plethora of different artists uh, uh, there. Now people are housed in New York, in North Carolina, and in L.A. with No 9 to 5 Music. And oh, wow. It, it, it is crazy, man, how, how people have been gravitating towards artists. So anyway, 2011, uh, No 9 to 5 Music is when I picked up a pen, uh, but I have really just understood like i was defining myself uh through the role of what i was playing through the group but not me as an individual um it took you know moving from north carolina going to new york i worked off wall street i was an insurance analyst uh underwriter trainee yeah uh working in new york for a year where i really like discovered like you know the how can I say this? The realm of corporate America, specifically being a black male in corporate America and in a Fortune 500 company with Fortune 500 clients and talking to these all these all these different people. And it really took that year of just uh, where it was just me by myself uh, to really build into this next level. So I paid off my student loans uh, in a year, in about 10 months uh, through corporate America. Uh, and I knew that there was something that I had to kind of come back to uh, in 2014. I moved back here, started the UNC Cypher. Um, I also was able to get involved with my own artistry, my own specific artistry uh, uh, developed with the band. Uh, and then I was able to take this to the Durham Cypher. Um, and then really I've just been able to create just Rowdy the Artist uh, in several different aspects and not just in just hip hop and comedy and acting, uh, as well as like, I'm, I'm running workshops. Like I do all this, all the sort of stuff. Now, so. so you knew that corporate America wasn't for you. It wasn't that corporate America wasn't for, it was a good trade off for what it was. Uh, I had just realized like the, the value of time. And I think the biggest thing I had realized was just like how many people, because of the, the place of comfort that getting a, a bi-weekly check can put you in, uh, how people were complacent and, and put themselves in a, in a zone where they did not think that they had the ability to go reach. And I don't mean to sound like a, you know, soapbox already, but like, like corporate America, I, cause like I, I would, I would talk to people in the office, like older people that were with the company for 10, 15 years, like about to get their like gold watch, whatever for 20, 25 years and all yeah. this stuff. And like they had money, they bought cars, they, they bought houses, but they were so unhappy on for 40 hours a week, bro. Dude, I, I go through the same thing at my job, man. And when you talk to them, you were like, why don't you leave? Like you're good. And they're like, I can't. And they're like, Right. And you're like, you know, you can like you, <laughs> you can. And like, you know, I'm, you know, built a little trap for myself, just like with debt and just like what you feel like uh, you're supposed to be doing, especially yeah. at a certain age. And like you always comparing your, you know, you're behind the scenes with somebody's like movie reel uh, when when it comes to watching stuff on social media and all that yeah. s stuff. Ooh, ooh, all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, you you really think that you're supposed to, you know gain fame and acclamations and, and like buy all this stuff, buy a brand new car, all this crazy stuff, because that's what you're supposed to do as a, uh, you know, as an adult within society, which is completely like it's false, man. 
I, yeah, I've stopped comparing, man, because everyone's on a different path, exactly. which which leads us to the second point. Unless you have anything else, oh no, you that's wanna, it. I think that's like, good, man. Like just introducing yourself, man. Like I'm really trying to. I really do see myself trying to develop southern southern hip hop culture, okay. and I really do see myself trying to specifically like develop a culture here in the Triangle, North Carolina area, man. And it hasn't been done before. There's no syllabus for it, but like I'm I'm feeling like especially through these ciphers, like. Some of us don't like syllabuses, man. Right. Some of us don't, man. But, bro, like, you know, even with this, I'm also learning the game with, because UNC, UNC be slow to pay me, man. Really? With all these workshops I do, I might as well buy another degree. You feel (laughs) me? Uh, Hey, man. So, on your first day of class, this is just a random question. Yeah, no. Do do you try to go into lecture on syllabus day, or do you you hand out the syllabus? So, I only go in on, like, specific days, on one-off days or whatever. Like, uh, last semester, I was in the hip-hop and social justice. So I had five days like I was there during the first week of class and all that stuff. And like you really got to like I realize whether it be college students or it be like the the bad the the quote unquote bad students in like, you know, elementary school. If you can show them that you're really about your craft and like I have to prove myself on a consistent basis. But if I show someone that I can actually rap, I may look like a nerd, bro. But like you're not going to rap me. I didn't know you started in 2011, man. That makes me want to pick up the pen, dog. That's what I'm saying. Come with it. That's what I'm saying. um, It's not that. But there was like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's putting in. I do think I'm close to that 10,000 hours to be very honest with you. Like just the number of hours like writing, recording, uh, performing, uh, 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 just being able to construct like my own business around uh, everything like earning my own income like i do think i'm around my ten thousand hours when oh it comes dude to um black wall street was well produced thank you sir no no for real thank you man I, like that th- that's the little under the radar project to let people know like like i'm here like, and i can do it to be honest when you gave it to me i expected the dude in his bedroom with like you know the microphone and you right. can hear all the noises in the back oh no 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 i didn't know you then so you, you gave like, it to right. me i was like all right. <laughs> the return of black and that was made in two days. Really? Bro. Okay. Two days. Okay. Um, just in the studio. Granted, I had the producer and the engineers like in the building. Like like I was finishing the song here. Here. Like we were cranking it out. And I I'm pretty much the same way with this new project that's about to come out. Oh. Man, the project's it's done, bro. Like I write for days. It's just me taking the time to just because when you're in the studio people don't people like to glamorize the studio but studio ain't fun you saw you saw saw that (laughs) 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 oh my goodness oh man there are beautiful women in north they are and that's why i work in a glass studio so i can see everything that you mean you about to get me in trouble hey man i I was once told you can get your appetite wherever you want as long as you go home to eat oh (laughs) that's a good one hey man. man Uh, (laughs) but yeah so the human mistakes podcast is all about mistakes and what we what we strive to do is to teach people that no matter what happens in life they can bounce back so i want you to talk about a mistake that you made that at the time that it happened you were like this is a life ruiner or oh my gosh yes um i mean you're saying mistakes not failures right you're saying failure mistakes but like I'll revolve my whole senior year transitioning into uh into 
into college all the way into my first homecoming as an alumni. Okay. This is like a whole, this is a whole series of events, bro. Um, and this is the first time I've talked about it. Really. I've been meaning to like really do this okay, for a well, minute. This man. is an exclusive, this is an this exclusive. Is exclusive, bro. People, people who know the story, man, like, um, let's just say, let's just say my issue is I'm rat. I, I used to be ratchet, McNeil. That's really? what like, just like not a, not, like hood ratchet, not or? hood ratchet, bro. But I used to be a little schemer, like a you used little. Used to be out here. I used to be out were here, bro. I got a, I got a. What'd you say? Were you a male thought? Yes, <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And you know, you, you're your tall is, too, man. You know, and you, you know what I'm saying. I am tall, and like I was still, and that's I'm like seventy five percent. I'm getting in shape it. now. Uh, I was a little fat then, and especially towards the end of senior year, you get comfortable in, in day in college and then going into corporate America. But anyway, uh, let's say felt like big failure, like towards my senior year, I had this big thing in my head. Uh, so I'm a Sigma. Uh, we had one homecoming. Oh, King, or we had won the homecoming step show like twice, right? And like it was a big thing for Sigmas to like win the homecoming step show, right? Oh, you was a dog. <laughs> relax, <laughs> relax, bro. So, you know, we, we're working towards that. And I'm also like, all right, you know what? You know, just, just representing you know, the black community are trying to like, I also ran for homecoming King as well. So, uh, in my mind, I had this like big thing that I wanted to, you know, win the homecoming step show as well as win homecoming King. And this was just like leading up to, to all of this. And like the final homecoming presentation is in front of the football field in front of like everyone at UNC during homecoming. And leading up to homecoming week, it's just like, you know, focus, man. Focus is is the name of the game, uh, and to lose a home, I lost homecoming. Just to, just to wrap it up, I lost the homecoming set show. Uh, I lost uh, dang the homecoming king as well. And like when you have something that big in your mind, uh, when you fail, you feel like you know everyone's looking at you, and you and you can't really really bounce back. Uh, but that goes into homecoming. So here's the mistake. Okay. All right, bro. So. How long we got? You you have nah, I, I have the show for an hour. Oh so, my god! Technically, so if you want to get into your mistakes, your your dog mistakes, your dog mistakes, bro. Let's break it down, man. Okay, so right before the summer, right before I left, uh, there's this there's this. Uh, Is this the same summer, story? It's or? the same story, bro. Okay. It's a long one. Uh, uh, Project Uplift Camp. I was talking to this girl. Uh, she is that the Jesus camp? Like you were? No, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. okay. chill, bro. Okay. Actually, I'm not gonna bring up. I said I said the name once already. I'm not gonna say it again. I okay. went to this camp. Okay. I was a counselor at this camp. I was talking to this girl. But they like Jesus. Like, yeah, bro. That said, like you know, I'm going to China. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I want to hang out. You know, do our thing. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, and like let, you know what I'm saying. Leaving. She's leaving. Like I'm going to New York. Like that's the signal. Right. That's what I tell God. If a girl tells you she's leaving. The issue, McNeil, is when feelings get caught, bro. Like, and feelings get caught quick on both ends. You know what I'm saying? So there's this complicated, like. Yo, I have an icebox where my heart used to be, so I don't. <laughs> All right, Omarion. <laughs> I got an icebox where my heart used to be. Cool. So after, like, not even like, she was getting ready to go to China. There was this other girl that ended up being my girlfriend. Uh, let's call her, let's call her Chris. Okay. Her name is Chris. Okay. Uh, uh, very masculine name. I like it. Christina. Her okay. name is Christina. Whatever. She blocked me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, so she hates me. <laughs> um, 
pretty much uh, was talking to Christina, made her kind of like my girlfriend, like which was dumb. Which was dumb while I was going to New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But me and Christina begin off and on. You know what I'm saying? Then old girl from China, you know, was calling me back, right? And which from was, China? From China, bro. Like, she called me every single morning. And did you while I was her? in Brooklyn, don't start. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Jeez, she, you know what I'm saying? And it was crazy, bro. Like, I didn't expect to feel like this, especially when I was alone in Brooklyn. Like, I didn't have really no friends or whatever. I was living in Brooklyn, working in Manhattan. This girl from China is like, you know, saying what's up to me every single morning and all this stuff. And you got a gift, dog. <laughs> Stop it. No, I have a problem. I have a no. And I try to, I know I'm. I've changed. That's what I'm saying. I bounced back. I'm in a healthy relationship right now. That's where. Anyway, um, let's go to homecoming, McNeil. Okay. Um, I'm off and on again, and that's the problem. That was the problem. I would always make sure that I had you a know, foot in the door, a foot in the door, and just a foot uh, out the door, and just know it. Like that was the issue, bro. Too many got too many games, bro. Too many games. And granted, these girls had games as well. Because every girl, Everybody you're not the only games. one. Bro, what? <laughs> when I found out the game, bro, you're not the only one. Listen. Don't ever think. But there was literally. My mom gave me some good advice about, like, when me and my last girlfriend broke up and I was heartbroken. Right. And I told my mom. She was like, yo, I want you to be prepared. She's going to be messing with another dude within a week. Like, within my, a week? My mom told me that, like, game. She's like, she's going to play the innocent card and say she. She's talking to another dude. Your replacement was already there. And my mom was like, I wasn't even surprised. <laughs> like, right. Like, she gave the whole, like, long, like, I'm going to call you and tell you something. I was like, look, my mom already peeped me to the game. <laughs> hey, bro. Like, y'all this, have fun. <laughs> this peep game, bro, that you're not the only one out here playing. You may seem like you. And that's the thing. But, like, I had just realized the importance of focus and being able to do. So, homecoming, bro. Okay. We're this back is homecoming. where everything messes up. So, this is the homecoming after I already lost. Okay. okay? Now, there's too many other sidelines. All right. Uh, the issue is, so the girl that I lost homecoming king with. The girl that was on my arm, right? I did not know she was interested in me at all. You know what I'm saying? At all. Zero yeah. percent. Now, remember, there's two other girls already out here. Okay, it's Christina. This is supposed to sound like a mistake, by the way. This you is sound, all a mistake. You sound this like you all, enjoyed it. <laughs> at the time, McNeil, kind of. But then it all comes crashing down very soon. Okay. Oh, it comes crashing down. Very, you can You can only win that much. Without <laughs> catching some losses, very some detrimental losses, bro. I went from having a person crying during uh, last week to someone gloating about their mistake. It's just not even <laughs> gloating. I'm done, bro. Okay, you're done. Like, cause I will never, like, I'll never, like, I can't play. The, I'm just very upfront with whoever I'm in a relationship with, whoever I'm talking to, blah, 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 bro. Like, the game is done. What did you so? Okay, go how back. did you learn that? Like, how did you learn to just get out of the game? Like, well, just be honest. Just be honest, man. Well, because all right, let's just go back. Christina, Lauren, let's just say all the whole fiasco during homecoming. There were five different girls involved with homecoming. I that's what I was trying to get to. It was really bad. You know? It was stressful. really stressful, bro. So the reason why uh really like everything reset me was uh um girl from china tells me hey i want to like she knows i'm back from you or back in chapel hill or whatever this is when i'm coming back home from my job like i like quit my job i didn't really have anything planned uh i come back 
And she's like, hey, let's go. Let's go to Beeskies. Let's go eat. You know what I'm saying? So we go and I'm like, I'm about to go meet her in Beeskies. I call her. I said, yeah, I'm about to pull up. I was so excited. I was about to tell her, like, you know, I'm ready to change. I'm ready to get serious. Like, you know, I quit my job. I'm trying to really focus and all this stuff. Like I was ready to like, you know, whatever, whatever. Bruh. Tell me why I walk like there's a premonition that happened right before I walk into Beasties. Something was like, this is a setup in my mind. <laughs> That's what something that someone had said this. And lo and behold, bro, I go into the booth and there are two girls that I know <laughs> that have both seen me naked in this booth uh, ready to just rip me a new one. Um and pretty much they like told like every like there ain't that many people here you you know what i'm saying this camp is smaller than anything uh pretty much telling everyone put me on blast to everyone bro uh apparently there was a when i was in new york between the two of them and one of the five girls or whatever there was like a fight or whatever um that broke out while i wasn't there girls to fight them bro i don't know what like but this just like taught me uh, number one, bro, like, don't play with hearts. Don't do it, bro. Like, uh, it took me, and then, what was, what happened? Oh, yes. Uh, don't play with hearts, bro. Uh, cause you will get messed up with. So they, like, put me on blast to everyone. These two girls, they's like, uh, even though I never, I never cheated, McNeil. I hmm. never cheated. Even though, granted, I was playing lawyer. Okay. That's the issue. Uh, okay. You were uh, pleading the fifth. But, but karma came back around cause I w- started talking to, Someone else in Chapel Hill, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and like, you know, I'm really trying to be about my business and all that stuff. But that karma from that other relationship, uh, you know, comes. I like I make like a mix CD for this girl. Yeah. And I take it up to Topo, bro. And then I go up and I see her like cuddled on another dude in the middle of Topo. And then the lights come on and she just sees me like holding this CD in the middle of Topo looking like a dork looking like a, a sap and i must uh, i never i never cried on franklin street but i did that night it was heartbreaking dude that like that's karma <laughs> yeah it was karma and i i kind of had realized man like that was when 2014 uh, what was that 2014 yeah that's when i kind of realized like number one like you know being that dude, like everybody want to do it, but like that's stressful. Hey man, that's so stressful. The end of 2014 is when I learned karma exists too, man. So real, it, it's it exists. It exists. You know, I'm out here trying to do good deeds now. Right? Like, <laughs> no, bro. It's just like I'm trying to be very, um, just use real and blatant. I realize that's the thing. Like, don't you know? I'm a master of words. Like, don't be trying to hide stuff in the language and all that stuff. Like, use very like blatant communication with like saying what it is like this is what it is so that was like one of your biggest mistakes and that you learned from yeah oh wait do you want me to get something else oh no, no. If, if you have something else like uh i was thinking if you had something musically or uh one thing i want to touch on because um it's it's very tough for people to do to walk away from the the certain and so i kind of want you to touch on that like yeah. and i the you fear know, of that you know what I'm saying? Like, I've had really 
like high profile jobs. Like I just like I'll let you know, McNeil, like I'll break some realness down. Like I'm I and I mean, you know, bro, like I am now forced into the freelance world, not by choice, but by being let go um, off of just certain misunderstandings that I don't under, like I still don't get. Yeah. I was the number two salesperson at my job. I got let go, bro. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, and I still don't understand it. But I think God put me in a position, if you will, um, to like make some make some change happen. That's when the lecturing came in. That's when a bunch of other gigs came in. But um, as far as like quitting your job when you have it, like the I don't view it, it like I don't view it as a mistake. That's why. Oh, I, not a mistake. Yeah. But like but like a learning thing. Um. I mean, man, I was on the I was on the path to being the the little diversity kid uh, for a Fortune 500 company. Like they were putting me up the ranks so quickly. Yeah. Like, uh, but I wanted to move back down south uh, to Atlanta. Like, I they have several different offices across the country or whatever. I wanted to go to Atlanta, but they had plans for me. They had plans for what I was doing to push me into New Jersey. Uh, into the New York and continuing the New York, New Jersey territories. Um, and it was just so crazy how these people, because they were giving money for me, uh, ultimately had control of my, like, of my life. Yeah. Um, and I just, uh, a lot of things hit for me when I had realized, number one, like they weren't going to let me go where I wanted to go. I was always on their schedule and kind of uh, one of my mentors, if you will, whose name was also Kevin. Um, you know, they wow, I'm just hitting you making me go back. Bro. Um, you know, he kind of was just like, you know, once you get a cell phone and a and a company card, man, you on call 24 seven. Like, I don't care what your salary says. Like yeah. you work for them. You are that company. Do you do you find like a part part of me, and this is not me uh, uh, pushing on my job. A part of me is uh, gets bored because I'm like, I know the route, like corporate wise, right? Like I know that if you work for a company, I know how to work for a company. Move up, I know how to shake hands, and like as long as much as people say it's hard to do, like to move up at a company. It's not like if you know you there's a clear path to do it is what I'm saying. The work may be hard, but there's a clear path. And I don't even think the work is necessary. I mean, it'll be high volume stuff. It's it's punching the numbers and and being able to do what you got to do. Finish what you're saying. Oh, but that's what I was saying. Like there's there's part of me that's like knowing the path and knowing the path to, you know, make 200K, 300K, whatever your job. Like I know the path and it just is boring that it's such a clear cut. It's just so clear cut. But I think that we're also specifically as black men uh, put in a very unique position uh, where we can also. And because you got your master's, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So we're we're put in a position where not only are we looking good to whatever and don't ever tell me that these companies aren't trying to fill these boxes uh, of diversity, whatever, whatever. But we also have the privilege as black men to have these pieces of paper that certify that we can do the job now. Exactly. Um, So we really are like a, how can I say this? You know how Tiffany Haddish says like the unicorns or whatever, an educated black man is, is just, is it educated black people Formally educated black people, because that is taking the formal education of 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 we'll say white society and being black. Uh, uh, we are like the unicorns of the culture right now. 
Um, but what was the other question? Oh, that was pretty much it. Sorry. Uh, well, well, I do ask, uh, have another question about some of your failures. Uh, part of with being a creative is you create something and you'll work on something for a long period of time and you'll put your heart into it and then it doesn't hit or it's like you make a song, like you'll put hours into a song and then you listen to it like that's not it. Or, for example, me, you'll spend all day writing a joke and then it's people don't feel it. How does that feel? But you have to continue. It's, it's part of the process. Bro, you're literally catching me in the middle of this right now. Cause with the return of Black Wall Street, um, in the, in the song Troubles, I got money, baby. I got troubles on my mind. Uh, wait, what words am I allowed to say on? Uh, you can say ass and I think you can say damn. It's H O E. No, nah, it's not a cuss word. It's not a cuss word? I don't think so. Okay, well, we're going to try it out. Um, so there's this line in my song uh, uh, where it says black codes, black codes, but it sounds apparently like black hoes. Okay. Like, uh, uh, what did I say? Found the God within, so what's the black Christian? I ain't no slave, so F those black codes. Uh, but it sounds like F those black hoes, apparently. And I just learned about that last week or this week when I lectured at my class and we were analyzing my flow. Like I had good flow on it, but every single person said it sounds like ho uh, like hoes. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh, God. Like, And that's one of my favorite songs to perform and all that stuff. But like, just now, it's got me so much more. I think that your mistakes allow you – if if you are a person – that that does not want to repeat your mistakes um i think your mistakes make you stronger and make you bounce back and i think that's what just with anything that i've talked to you about whether that be losing homecoming king whether that be messing around with too many whatever it'll make you like i'm in an amazing relationship with an amazing girl that supports me now like you'll bounce back from these mistakes so now with with the return of black wall street like it's got me making sure like i know i can do this i know i can rap i know i can flow but i want to make sure you are listening to every word that i have written and make sure that you have heard it correctly okay um and it has got me so much more fired up uh, so that fired so so you're to okay. the point now where a mistake and finding a mistake fires you up rather than puts you down. Oh, that, bro, if you're playing the game big, man, you have to be prepared for mistakes. So how did you get to that point? Cuz cuz that un unless you're unless you're built differently or you're born that way, how did you get to the point where a mistake now fires you up instead of makes you I would, I would have to attribute all of that to the cipher. I really would. And how, and why? Well, can you because, define, tell the people what the sorry, cipher is? Sorry. So a cipher, and I, I lead two ciphers every single Wednesday, 925, every single Friday, 919. So a oh, cipher. You pitch it. Pitch it. You feel me? <laughs> uh, a cipher is a, uh, a gathering usually rooted within the culture of hip hop. Um, it, it, but it, you could see this in many different cultures where people will come together and express themselves through art, whether that be through, uh, you know, rhyming, hip hop, poetry, uh, whether that be singing uh clapping their hands to the beat or like producing a beat on site whether that be with a band or production software mm -hmm. uh but i specifically you got that memorized no i mean okay. that's i mean with, because i'm so involved with it man i can always talk okay like, this is the thing okay uh, i'm always ready to talk hey, about this that's do your thing. thing right um so with me i'm specifically like an mc like i i i, I focus on words and lyrics and i think it has been my ability to like 
mess up in the cipher so much like i like like when the cipher was nothing when it was two people just rapping to themselves with the dictionary bro like i was messing up so much but because i because i was failing it fired me up to go harder every single other time and whenever i'm you know like dang Ah. Oh, he he is he's so fired up. He is moving around. He's gonna rip the headphones out. My bad, yo. Um, so you know, so when I like make a mistake with it, when it comes, not even a mistake, when it it feels like I'm not giving my best bars out there, man, and I see the crowd reaction or whatever, it fires me up to go back out there and hit it again. And I think that's just like that's just comes from me, uh. Being able to make a mistake and not let, like, I realize that we are, and I hope this show, this is the mantra for the show, uh, we are bigger than our mistakes. Uh, that might, I hope, if this ever gets syndicated, I don't have to pay you for that line. But we give are me, bigger than our give mistakes. Me, give me a cool million dollars. <laughs> but we are bigger than our mistakes, bro. Um, and I, I know that when it comes to rapping, like, you know, if I mess up a line or if I do something, something, whatever, whatever, like, I... That does not define me as a rapper. Uh, what does define me, like, is my consistent work and my consistent quality that I put out there on a, you know, on a regular basis. Um, so I really do attribute, like, my love for mistakes will also let me see what's wrong with my current game plan and allow me to the fuel to want to research and do more. You heard it there, folks. If you want to stop caring so much about your mistakes, become a rapper and rap at Joshua's uh, cipher. Right. Come well, come to the cipher and really expand who you are. Like, don't like a lot of people like to be comfortable. A True. lot of people like to be in their box where they can't make mistakes, where they're shown to be perfect. And I think that is just detrimental to our society, and that's detrimental to to us as a people in trying to grow. What day is your cipher? Ciphers, Wednesday, 925 at UNC Chapel Hill in the pit, and then Fridays, 919, 919. I will come and rap at a cipher come this on, week. Man. No, no, I, I am shaking your hand to man. get out of my comfort oh. zone. I will come rap at a cipher this week. It will help you with public speaking. It will help you with stand-up. It will help you with presenting. It will help you as an actor to be able to command the stage. I promise y'all, the cypher is that live feedback that you can get nowhere else. My voice cracks when I get nervous. People, people, and people know will this. See, and you people know what? Know that this. might happen. Hey, man. But you'll also be able to learn the techniques. And, like, bro, I, I just did an interview with a, a journalism student yesterday uh, just kind of analyzing my voice, like my the physical voice, man. I had never really like thought about anything like that and you know i had kind of said that when i'm nervous like my my voice might excuse me my voice might waver or something like that um um but she uh what i had kind of realized is that uh you can grow past that wavering voice once you understand how what you're about to present uh and the audience that that, that you're in front of uh that nervousness goes away with practice i realize well y'all heard it here i will be rapping if i'm you wanna... i'm so excited <laughs> for this uh is it there's a beat right oh there's a beat okay 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 even if there's not you should be ready you hey i'll saying? be ready yeah okay so this next part of the show is called unsolicited advice okay so i'm gonna hit you with one or two scenarios from the internet give it to me uh they did not ask us for our advice that's fine. but we're taking we're giving it to them that's fine <clears throat> 
So you've touched on this one. Uh, so this one comes from Cora. And the question is, how can I get my self-esteem high again? I'm tired of being miserable. This person is upset. Okay. So give them some unsolicited advice. All right, say that one more time for me. I apologize because I wasn't. Oh, you were texting. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot like, of emergencies going on at one time right it's now. It's all good. Uh, how can I get my self-esteem high again? I'm tired of being miserable. Give them some unsolicited advice. Um, I'll just talk to myself. Um, He's uh, looking in the mirror, You folks. know what I'm saying? I think the best thing, you know, is if you, health is wealth. And if you're not feeling good, man, like you're probably not, you're probably not doing good. Uh, so I would first say... Uh, start working out. Just start moving and doing and pushing some weights. Um, and see what starts to happen with your self-esteem. Start like really like people fake drink water, but start, you know, drinking yeah. some real water, man. Like focusing on you on the core level. I think that we as humans tend to always, uh, look at, you know, the next person, compare ourselves, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we always try to like help other people, but when it comes to helping ourselves, we kind of like, uh, we don't put ourselves at a priority. Um, so put yourself, put your physical body, your mental health, meditate, uh, at a priority and kind of see what happens with your self-esteem. There you go. Uh, next question, or this is actually from an advice column. <clears throat> I am a 35 year old man. My wife has a strange habit of urinating in tea she serves the guests at our home. <laughs> urinating in tea? Yes. She says it gives her a kick. This is white people. Bro. <laughs> Funny, because when I was reading it earlier, that was the first image that popped up in my head. Um, though I was shocked at first, I have starting, I've started enjoying it, too. In fact... What? <laughs> Keep going. In fact, I do the same when making tea for guests. I have heard that drinking urine is not harmful. Is it safe to co- uh, to keep continue doing this? No. Give them some advice. No. Stop doing that. <laughs> stop doing dumb stuff, bro. Like, stop it. Cut it out. Pee in the tea and you're not telling people? That's there, disgusting. There's some weird folks out there's there. There's some weird folks, bro. Okay, next question. That's okay. disgusting. This is your final question. <clears throat> That's nasty. What do I need to do to take control of my life? So basically they're asking, what do you need to do to take back control over your life? To take control of your life? Yeah. Like just someone who just feels like they're a pushover or their life, their life is not headed in the direction that I they want. I think that comes with taking control of kind of yourself. I think if you, I think your inner world reflects your outer world. And so if you're able to really take control of yourself, uh, you will be able to take control of the situations that you're in. How do you do that? Um, Everyone says, you know, to, so how, and I'm specifically asking you, like, how do you get your mind right? I mean, I think it begins with like writing on a consistent basis. And I think writing, like, uh, I do believe in the, the power of, of writing and executing positive affirmations, uh, in my in my uh in the return of black wall street you hear about the the power of i am um and i think that's what people need to start doing now is right i am and then fill in that blank i am a writer i am an actor and you do I that am a, i do okay. i do that on a consistent basis or, um, i'm a meditator and do that do meditation as well but uh i think it's controlling being able to control your 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 your, your personal world and then your outer world 
your outer world is a is a reflection of your inner world. You know what I'm saying? So is it, so when you're feeling down, what do you do? Bro, I'm in a very down place right now. You don't uh, look it. I don't look it. Right. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like jobs is low, like all this, but like great things are happening in my life and my career as like an artist. Um, uh, what do I do, man? Yeah. Like, cause you always seem to have it together. Bro, I have been, and that was another technique that I, that I picked up when I came back in 2014. I write every single day like whether it's just rap do you just like write in a journal bro it's like a free page it's not even rap don't even like think about it as rap uh there was a thing in the artist way that i linked on to called the the morning pages or whatever um granted i don't like wake up in the morning like that like that but like writing three pages a day is powerful writing three pages a day of just kind of either your thoughts or kind of whatever free world whatever wakanda lives in your mind uh is very empowering and being able to create these worlds and put them on paper um once i started doing that man like i've really like it's been game over like i've been doing my thing here in north carolina you have man just like like been able to kind of put myself in different situations and not just limit myself and i think i'm constantly i'm always happy uh because I'm, I always, I do feel myself growing. I don't really ever feel stagnant because there's always something new. I feel like I'm trying to go get. Well, you kind of just touched on it, but we're at the part where I, I call guess. this motivational speech. Yes. So essentially, I'm gonna put about a minute, a minute and a half on the clock, okay. and you can act like you're talking to a, a, a bunch of high school students. You right. can, you're whoever you want to give a motivational speech to. This is joshua's motivational speech jay rowdy's motivational speech Thank you, when sir. you hear the music begin here we go ladies and gentlemen of the state of north carolina of all ages races creed and color my name is joshua rousey a hip-hop artist here in north carolina and i'm here to speak to you to encourage you to let you know it's time to wake up as a people I know you have been watching the news and it's depressing at times to see what's happening on a day-to-day basis in our world. But please understand that you are in control of your reality. Please understand that you have all the power to make and to manifest anything that you want. I think sometimes people uh, uh, are trapped in the mundane schedule and the safety that we are brought with our day-to-day uh, that we forget that we are meant to create we are meant to start something new and that we are meant to do something that has a purpose to to contribute to a larger to a larger vision than ourselves i think that we are at times made to feel small in this very big world but why not why why can't we be the ones that step up and really ladies and gentlemen of the state of north carolina this is for me to tell you to wake up guys that this is not a dream anymore of what we can do in our society the internet is a huge place guys your ability to make a business your ability to start that artistic career your ability to be able to educate and inspire uh can happen anywhere and i just want you to know i want you to know in a very real and a very in a very real sense that if you put in the work if you envision in your mind 
everything that you dreamed and what you want to do with your life that it can happen now i'm not saying it's going to be easy now i'd be lying to you if i said every single day would be met with millions of dollars and nelly trip drill videos like it's not guys it's not i wish it was i really do but that's not reality that's what they show you on the screen bro like that's what they show you in the highlight reels that's what they show you on the instagram but what they're not going to show you is the day-to-day -day work that it's going to take so if you are willing to put in the day-to-day -day work the hour-to-hour -hour work the minute-to-minute -minute work the investment the time investment the sweat equity into your own dreams into your own lifestyle i want to tell you without a doubt in my mind that you will be able to do it moment of silence for that realness and a moment of silence for the nelly tip drill video <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest videos of all time the greatest video of all time so many kids got grounded for staying so up late much for, BET <laughs> late, boy. Uh, uh, trying to stay up late for bet uncut <laughs> shout oh out to the kids God. that got grounded right right <laughs> that didn't understand why didn't understand why <laughs> mom i was just watching b put the bt down <laughs> nelly got so many kids grounded right um but we are we're coming to the end of the podcast what do you have to tell the people what do you have going on ladies and gentlemen um let's see i'm i'm i am finishing it's written guys i swear um, I'm finishing recording an album right now. I did finish, uh, executive producing an album with the, the Black Space Teen Center that I work with. So I've been working with a group of teenagers, which has been crazy, uh, to finish like a full out, uh, project. So I've, I've dabbled in executive producing, but I'm also finishing my own stuff. Uh, I got, we got announced Shakori Hills, uh, and more festivals will be coming. Um, what else am I working on, bro? Uh, just workshop. You're always busy. Yeah, I mean, I'm writing for Indie Week right now. Um, but the music, I want to just say, like, be ready in March, guys. Like, I'm coming, but I've been very silent and, like, the ciphers have kind of fallen off a little bit just because i'll be i'll be honest with you mcneil like uh and i'm sorry if this is taking too long oh no no you're good but uh i was ashamed of being back here man uh of of being in chapel hill and being in my college town like you know how they say like oh there's somebody in your college town still trying to be a rapper so you're successful or whatever and i'm I he I let that discourage me for a long time, not in public eye, but like in secret, like that bothered me that I wasn't in a New York and Atlanta and L.A. And granted, this was my choice to speak on that, man. It, it surprises me how many dream killers are out there. Oh, yeah. Like you tell them, hey, this is what I want to do with my life. And they have something like I, I never knew how many dream killers were out in this world that just w want you to. Be unhappy working a nine to five like they are. Right. right. And it's just like, guys, like, I can't, I realize, like, I can't, if the nine to five isn't aligned with my specific purpose of, like, building up the community, I just, I can't. I could be your top salesperson, but I'm literally knocking myself over the head every single day I wake up. And I just, like, I can't do that anymore. You know what's a benefit for me? Like, what? not getting off topic, but no, growing up poor, because I, I think like after I reflected, I'm like, I grew up poor and knowing that I had such a wonderful childhood, just like, oh, yeah. 
there's just so much fun that I it made me stress less because I know that even if I try to build a family and pour as long as I like show them love and everything, then they're gonna be great. They're gonna be fine. And I think so many people like grew up like you know having money and not having to worry about it that they don't understand that you can just be fine without like just as long as you're eating and bills are paid. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like I'm really like, this has been the, to be honest with you, this is the happiest I've been in a while. Cause while I was doing that job, man, like I was doing all this other stuff, man. And like moving nonstop. And it was just like detrimental to my health. Now I've just had time to focus on myself, go to the gym, create art, Granted, of course, I need to get this, like, job, job now. Like, it's time to put it into gear. But it really, like, allowed me time to reflect on how much work I really, like, I was able to build an artistic career while being on a full-time job. Like, this whole time. Yeah. Like, I really, there what, there has not really been too much of a time where I wasn't, either I was working a full-time job or I had, like, five part-time jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, so it's just crazy. Like, I cannot wait. To see what happens when I when I have built the capital or the funding or whatever, man. Because when it's just like 24 hours of me being able to do this without stressing about bills, like that's the one thing this last two months have been. It's just been me stressed. Being able to put to work under pressure, um, I'm very excited for who I'm about to grow into and do this future. We're excited as well. Thank you, You're sir. a friend of the show. Thank you, sir. Uh, anything else you want to pitch? McNeil, I just want to let you know, bro, like I'm proud of you, man. Like it's it's really just amazing to see how much you've grown. And, Thank you, dude. Uh, I know that there was, if if you don't mind me talking, do we got time to talk? We got time. We I got until 6 o'clock. Okay, because I don't, whatever, I'm going to miss whatever. Um, uh, there, There's a, how can I say this? There's a shift happening right now in the arts world. Um, and I think for a time, we as people, we as black people, we as artists, whatever you want to put yourself, whatever into, uh, we were reliant upon other people giving us opportunity. Uh, and I just love how we, you specifically, um, have picked up, smashed that box and just created your own opportunity, man. And I hope you continue growing in any way that I can help, man. Like, you know, I'm going to be here. I appreciate that, dude. Okay. I appreciate it. Uh, but with that, thank y'all for tuning in to the McReal Show. This will be posted. It's called the McReal Show. No, it's show? not called the McReal no! Show. It's not. It's not. It's actually not. It's called uh, Humor and Mistake. Thank you, God. I was just doing that to tease Don't- you. Ever call that, <laughs> y'all? Even though this is the outro, when I first saw, told him the name, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna call McReal." He and Bry basically told me that that was a no go. So, thank you for tuning in to the Humor and Mistakes podcast slash radio show. We are on every week at 1035 WOMCOM, and uh, we will be posting this online. This is beautiful. I love my life. Thank you, McNeil. <laughs> thank you.